No ketchup. No ketchup. What's really good, my people? Welcome in to No Catch Out Sports Talk via Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick, Nick Harvey with me as always. Tons of stuff to talk about. We got spies in the Big Ten <laughs> doing all types of stuff. But we'll get to that a little bit later. You know we don't do much college football, college sports talk in general. NBA is rolling right now. Ant Edwards is the guy that we thought he was. He's had 30-plus in three of the last four. He went absolutely crazy against the Celtics. We'll do a little round-robin league talk update. What's going on across the league? Wemby, Victor Wembanyama is at the Garden making his MSG debut tonight. I'll be in the building. We're going to talk about that. Then, of course, we'll touch on some NFL Week 10. And I want to talk about this Patrick Mahomes being the leader on the board for MVP. I'm kind of baffled by that. I don't really understand that. Uh, but a lot of things to talk about. No catch up. Sports talk via Chicago. Tap in. Nick the Quick, what's happening? How we feeling? Man, you already know. Wednesday morning. Uh-huh. Midweek little hump day. Uh-huh. Lots of NBA action going on. What a, what a, weird, what a weird night last night for the, With for the nothing, no- nothing at all. I will say this, bro, especially because I'm in New I actually usually do vote for all the primaries. Obviously, I vote for the president, et cetera. But being in New York and being registered in Illinois, obviously, on a property and being from there, I don't – like, that shit wasn't on my radar at all. I didn't send in my absentee. I don't think we had anything, did we, for Illinois? Oh, see, the, see, I don't even know. Yeah, I don't think yeah. we had. We, I don't Ohio? think it was our. It wasn't our. Uh, yeah, it wasn't our turn. As far as I know, there was nothing in Illinois for us to vote on yesterday. So, the league shut down the voting for just Ohio. I don't know where votes were. Ha- I guess Ohio had some shit. Some other places may have had some shit, but all I heard about was Ohio. Shout out to Ohio for. Uh, I used to get it in Ohio. Yeah, everything they passed, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like, I, all I know is Ohio. I haven't heard anything else. So I thought it was kind of odd that they shut down. Like, I get it for the national election. You want to give folks a chance to get out there. You know, there might be some irresponsible folks who'd rather yeah. watch the Knicks than uh, go to the polls. <laughs> so you want to make sure there's no stragglers. <laughs> also, you want to make sure league employees and all that can vote. Yeah. That's true. great. But it wasn't, uh, I don't know, it wasn't a midterm or anything like that. So I'm not too sure as to why they did it. But it, it was Okay, yeah, I thought I was tweaking. I'm like, oh, man. Because I was like, Tuesday's supposed to be tournament night, right? Like, I was ready. Like, on Monday, I was like, oh, yeah, tomorrow's tournament night. I'm about to, you know, yeah, but nothing. Yeah, so, so I, hey, we're talking about it. So, I mean, you know, bring yeah. the awareness, whatever. For sure. Adam Silver. Yeah, rock the vote. Yeah, man, he's out in front of all this stuff, man. This Shout is what he Silver, does. Man. Shout out Adam Silver. Man. I, I like Adam Silver. I saw a lot of anti. I saw a lot of anti NBA folks having some takes on the tournament who who didn't really understand what. Like Twitter was very strange from some of the people that I follow for baseball or other sports that would never tweet about the NBA seem to have an opinion on the tournament and why they didn't <laughs> like it. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, first off, if you're, if you're a baseball fan and you want to come at me about the NBA trying new things, uh, like I don't even want to talk about it. Cause baseball, you can't even celebrate it without celebrate a home run without, you know, disrespecting the game or whatever other types of bullshit yeah, they have Ruth, going on. Babe and there's sports that they won't change for 250 fucking years. So give me a break. <laughs> talk to me about this hat, man. What is, is this a Raptors hat? 
Oh no! This is the Birmingham Pelicans? squad. This is the Birmingham squadron. So they're the Pelicans. Uh, <laughs> this is the this is the Pelicans okay. G League affiliate. Last year when I was in Birmingham, shout out Birmingham, do a lot of business there. I went to a uh, to a Pelicans G League game, and uh, my man was selling the hats, and I just I was like, "Yo, look, can I have one?" And he's like, "Yeah, why not?" So he it was funny. He knocked it off of his cart and then pushed his cart away and had oh, me go pick like, it up oops. and grab it. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like, he's like he's literally, there was a young black dude. He's like, oops, and knocked it off. And I was like, all right, bro, I feel you. Good so shout out to Birmingham Squadron. It was actually an overtime game, so I got to see that um, the way they do their overtime is first to seven points. Yeah. Uh, so it's a Lit. fucking rat race. Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Pandemonium. I, I bet you that's actually pretty awesome. crazy. It yeah, was that's... awesome. I uh, think in the game I saw is Marcus. It three, is it three and twos? It's like uh, two, three. It's twos and ones, I believe. Twos and ones. Okay. Yeah. 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 Is it it was fun. It's lit. Crazy. Yeah, that sounds. That's a couple. A uh, couple. Couple NBA cast shout out. Marcus Moody was there. Was playing for the Warriors team. Um, a couple other guys were in there. It was cool though. So that's the Birmingham squadron. Yeah, man. There's any hoops, any live hoops is always really fun. I'm looking forward to Absolutely. tonight across the board. Yo, let's talk about um, biggest game on the slate is the Sixers Celtics. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about overall, though, how you feel about those teams, because Sixers have now ripped off five in a row after losing the opening night to Boston. They look good. Then the Boston Celtics dropped their first game in overtime playing Ant Edwards in Minnesota. Ant goes crazy. We almost hit that big lay. 30. We had we were talking before that game. Me and Big Nick the Click shot our guy Edder. I put through a ticket. Anthony Edwards, 35 plus points. Um, why am I blanking on? Uh, uh Rudy, Gobert, Gobert, Rudy Gobert, 14 plus rebounds. It was like plus almost four thousand. Ant did his part. We were too bored short of that. But what do you think about Ant right now? They had a little slow start, but they're back. They have the number one defense in the NBA. Jaden McDaniels is probably the best or one of the best perimeter defenders in the NBA. Yeah. Ant, when he feels like locking up, has absolutely been. Oh, you see him lock up Tatum late, late in the game? It was That was, yeah. Absolutely. So where are you at with Boston overall? Just the NBA and, and those top four or five teams because I was low on. I was low on Dallas. Those boys are are playing well, but they still haven't played anybody really. But Boston, Philly are both five and one. We got uh Denver seven and one, Mavs six and one. Yeah. So starting with Philly, look, I think Philly uh just clearing themselves of the Harden situation. I really like how they came in the year. You and I again talk about it all the time. Nick Nurse, we knew that that was going to be a professionally ran situation there. As far as preparedness on the court, knowing what they want to do, that wasn't going to be an issue. And I think the biggest thing for Philly, and it's happened, was Maxie going to take another leap, right? We talk about a guy as a rookie average eight points a game, second year in the league, 17, last year, 20, this year up to 26. So Harden is a non-factor at this point, right? Maxie is taking care of all that for them. Um, obviously Joel Embiid is locked in. Hopefully you continue to get some contributions from Harris, which I know is hit or miss, but overall how they're playing, man. I mean, this is what you expected from Philly. So I, I'm, I feel very confident with them. I'm actually taking the two and a half at home, yeah. uh, with the Sixers tonight. Um, cause that's how good I'm feeling about them. Boston on the other side. Look, we talked about it in our, uh, NBA preseason talk, everything like this is what I expected from the Boston Celtics. I expect them to come out rolling on paper. It's the best roster in the NBA as it has been for probably the last five or six years, right? Um, So I expect them to fully roll in the regular season. The Porzingis addition is key for them. I think that uh, we probably didn't 
significant. We probably didn't talk about that enough in the offseason, that if he stays healthy like he has been the last couple of years um, and produces, he adds a completely different element from them. Whether it's the shot blocking, the rebounding, the fact that he can play inside and out, he's not going to get in the way of Brown or Tatum, right? You can have him do some stuff down low, but he can also bring it out. He just adds a whole nother dimension to this team. And it's another 20-point-per-game scorer, but just in a completely different position than where they've ever had one before. So I think that Porzingis is actually the key for them. Um, but again, don't talk to me about Boston until it's go time, right? We know where they're going to end up. They're most likely going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals, as they have been the last however many seasons. But uh, it doesn't matter till it matters for them. Look, Minnesota, man, I told you, um, Ant Edwards has arrived. If you saw that game versus Tatum the other day, like he took it personally. He was fully locked in. You know, he wanted to show that he's the guy. You yeah. look for that from a young guy, right? Like, are you going to look forward to a matchup like that when you're going against another elite guy at your position? And if you look down the stretch, Anthony Edwards on both sides of the ball was phenomenal. Uh, it made me think about, like, that Mayberry article that we were talking about with Zach Levine, and they were talking about some of his defensive lapses down the stretch and how if you're going to be a superstar, you can't have those. That's what Ant Edwards showed, right? When it was time to lock up, and I, I think he's a solid defensive player. He's not the best defensive player in the NBA. But when it was time to go, he fully locked up, took it personally, took the challenge, and that's what you're supposed to do as a lead guy. I still think, as I said last week, and as I'll continue saying, you have to get Cat off that roster. They got better when he fouled out in that game, when not having him in the overtime period. Even if you look at that down the – I know you rewatched that game yesterday – He's over here trying to steal rebounds from Rudy Gobert, which lead to a Boston e uh, easy two late in the game. I don't know if you remember that play. Gobert I clearly do. has his hands on a rebound. Out of nowhere, Cat comes up, tries to take it, loses the ball, and Holiday swipes in for an easy two. And not to mention, of course, Cat fouled out of the game. Um, so I just think you got to break that situation up because their best lineup is with Gobert. But overall, man, yeah, that, that, that team's flying too. Uh, Anthony Edwards has fully arrived as a superstar in the NBA. That's that's where I'm at on those squads, man. Yeah, no question. Let's talk about the the cat situation for a second. Time to go. And he sucks this year. If we're really being honest, he's not producing. He was like one for nine from three in that game. First of all, the the foul trouble pieces. I told you been a been a <laughs> annual thing. Yeah, he gets in the game and just dumb <laughs> fouls. It's so many goofy ass fouls. I don't understand the one and he fouled out on on the other day. Yeah, it's just. Foul. Yeah, this is this is becoming a theme type of thing. I think the biggest issue too is that a lot, a few of them were early in the game, but he had seven turnovers. Honestly, he was a massive negative for them across the board in that game. If he's not playing as poorly as he was, they don't even have to go to overtime. Without without a doubt, Gobert plus twenty four and Edwards plus eighteen. Towns was a minus five. Conley was a minus 18, which is kind of baffling. But overall, Nikhil Alexander-Walker was getting busy too. I like that team a lot, man. They're super nice yeah, they're super, they're super fun. I gave out the long shot of them to win the West at plus 4,000. Obviously, that's a long shot. But that's going to be a fun bet to sweat throughout the entire season. Let's move over to. Oh, yeah, I feel uh, like you're not you're not fully committed to trading Cat yet. Like, do you still? No, is, is I, it still because because of what he can do, or just for me? Yeah. No, I would hundred percent pack pack Cat. He's a big watch the film guy. Like, you can look at the box score again, not this year, but in general, like he puts up good numbers. But when you watch it, it's not 
smart basketball ever. It's clear he feels like the team and franchise is slipping away. In his eyes, it's still slipping. In everybody else's it's, eyes, it's, it's already gone. It's yes. been gone. Right? Yeah. It's you, you have your team. guy. Yeah. I mentioned this earlier in the year. If Cat can step back and relinquish that, hey, this is not my team anymore, and figure out a way to impact in other ways, they could still get going. I know everyone hates the Gobert trade and what they gave up, but if they end up moving Cat for a couple really solid pieces nice. that end up yeah. impacting and, and complimenting and fitting, it's going to end up being a good deal. Lock <laughs> the day. rebound and run the floor. That's yeah. all you got to do. Yeah. For what happened, because defensively, they are awesome. Yeah. You go get another another couple offensive pieces for Cat, it really opens up things. My my question for Cat is like, where? <laughs> a couple how far is how far how how many how miles far? is Madison Square Garden? Because <laughs> he might have a new neighbor. Yeah, it's I, I don't know what, if I love that move. either. It's, it's the Knicks, so like all right, yeah. It's it's a type of move that the Knicks would probably make um to bring let in me, a name like that. Let me say this. This is like what I this is how I feel about Cat. Cat would be like a great guy in Charlotte. Tibbs would kill him. No, but like he would yeah, go oh yeah. he'd go him, to bro. some obscure place and just fill up a bunch of numbers <laughs> and be fine. Go to yeah. like Cat in Charlotte, awesome. Cat in Orlando. About Sacramento. Makes them worse defensively, but I don't think they care about defense at all. Dude, their offense has been poor yeah. too, though. Yeah, they've been they've had a rough start to the. They've year. had a rough start. For they've sure. had a really rough start. Well, to Fox the is hurt though, right? Yeah, isn't Fox out? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's massive for them. Excuse me. Either way, I just don't team, know. That team is better with Gobert <laughs> as, as the big man, and you kind of just build around Cat. I'm sorry, around Ant, especially if Ant's giving you thirty a night, right? If he is a legitimate thirty a night guy, um, which it appears that he is. He kind of no. He definitely options, is. Man. And just mentioned, dude. Listen, and cats are goofy. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. We can't. We can't. We can't dismiss that. He's fucking goofy. What about cat in like Dallas? Oh man, cat, cat, Kyrie and Luca. Could you picture well, Kyrie and well, Kat having thing. a conversation? Well, so I guess so. Then since you wanted, since you think I'm not out on cat getting moved, 100 percent am. But I, I, I really. It's a head scratcher on where he would go on a contender. I feel there's a lot of there's a lots of spots for him to try to be the guy in middling teams in the NBA. But like I don't see where he would fit on any contender across the board. I'm trying to think about like where where could he fit? Well, he needs I mean, yeah, he needs to score, he needs the ball. Um, fucking Boston swap him no, for Al Horford? Like what no, but like he no. doesn't do what Al Horford does. He doesn't do what Al Horford does. Shout out Al Horford. No, don't ever disrespect. Disrespect like that. <laughs> so, like, we're like, okay. Before we move off of this, give me a like, who who could he fit with? Yeah, I don't know what would what would be the best cat landing spot. Uh, I like New York. I'm not lying when I say I like New York. Um, New York, Atlanta. He's very Atlanta hawkish. Man, He's you know. Atlanta Hawkish. Yeah, he's very Atlanta Hawkish. He's very Atlanta Hawkish. That's he's a perfect very, team, actually. Yeah, I think Atlanta is probably the place to go. And just what? And then try to get who for him? Hunter? 
If you can get Hunter, yeah. What? <laughs> if you can get Hunter, if you can get Hunter, I will, I will fly to it. I'll drive to Atlanta <laughs> from Minnesota right now if I can get Hunter for Cat. Are you serious? Yeah. So that's yeah. That's Hunter a, gives you fifteen a game. First off, very yeah. solid on both ends of the floor. Isn't an idiot. Like yeah, for sure. Fits could you maybe on that could you maybe get Donovan Mitchell some more offense in Cleveland? So and maybe give up one of those bigs. I think that you saw in the playoffs. But they, that they, but then you got, they run the, they run the same, but that changes the complete dynamic of their team in the regular season. And then what are you going to do though? Run Gobert and Allen? You're not moving Mobley. Yeah, you're not moving Mobley. If you can get Mobley, yeah, it's another person. You know what I'm saying? Um, so like that's yeah. where I, it's really hard to find a spot. Yeah, Gobert and Allen is pretty redundant. Um, yeah, where it's like okay, yeah, I love that that move for them. It's just, I don't know, man. It's a really interesting situation. Unless you just want to get the contract off the books, get some role players, and just move on. You know, like, who knows where they are as far as wanting to move on. But I I thought, look, the Hunter deal would be amazing. That would be awesome. Yeah, if they could, I mean, that would, that's such a Trey Young. Let those guys go fuck around down in the Atlanta and just get shots up and Yeah, get that fucking go around dog. Get get some cardio in. Yeah, 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 win fine. forty, win forty games. You know, average thirteen. Do it again. A game, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, it's all good. Then do it again next year. Disrespected every six months, and, you know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Do do it again next year. Do the same <laughs> thing. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about the Lakers really quick, and then we'll talk about Wemby, and then we'll 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 get rolling. Anything for you? Lakers play the Rockets. Dylan Brooks. Those comments. He's actually pooping right now. I'll give him that. Yeah, he is. He, well, listen, we mentioned this, and I was actually very clear. I understand you guys think this dude's a goofy because I think he's a goofy too. That shit that Dylan Brooks did where he talked shit to LeBron and LeBron came in, absolutely cooked him, and then he disappeared off the face of the earth and wouldn't talk to the media <laughs> and didn't address it or anything and just disappeared corny. into the into oblivion. Yeah. It was beyond corny. So... I don't respect that side of Dylan Brooks. For sure. But when we want to talk about impacting the game, I know we can't shoot it. When he's not shooting it, he's shooting well. He's shooting year. it better. Yeah. He's shooting like 60% here. Yeah. But if but if we go back yeah. to last year, overall, he, overall, he is not overall his well. game, I don't want him taking a bunch shot. Yeah. But outside of him taking ill advised jumpers, he impacts the game quite a bit. For sure. He's, he's a guy player. you want on the team on the floor. So prior to him being a goofy, we were or opening his mouth. We love this guy. I mean, again, prior yeah. to last year, he was awesome for them. Yeah, for sure. He just seemed, I think he, his head got a little bit big. He thought he was, you know, a little bit better. Well, that whole Memphis was. situation was, was they were dancing. And yeah. that was on them. That was on the team. Like that shit was, they were letting that shit get out of control all year. What was yeah. it? It was a, it's a parade inside my city. It's yeah. a parade inside my city. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a parade right now. They're one and six. <laughs> Need a parade. It's, it's a parade inside my city. It's about to get dark very quick in Memphis. I'm actually going to be in Memphis next week. Shout out Memphis, first time. I tried to line up with the Ooh. Grizzlies game, but I couldn't. Yeah, so I'm going to be, Mem- be, re- be recording from Memphis next week, man. I've never been to Memphis, Tennessee. Me, Me neither. About to go to Memphis, Tennessee. Tennessee. <laughs> some, uh, some barbecue. Yeah, the barbecue Ooh. is supposed to be spectacular, man. Yeah. Rest in peace, young Dolph. Well, for real, shout out Dolph, man. Yeah, man. Shots. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, as far as that whole situation, I'm excited to see it. But I mean, it's you know, this is a classic more, spot where LeBron just ignores him and doesn't yeah, do anything, he's not worried and about they just that. go out and play ball. But yeah. I wish it, I wish it wasn't that way. Yeah, he doesn't care. 
That's one thing about LeBron. I would, uh, he, he, well, he did show it in the playoffs. Like, yeah, yeah. Me, man. Well, he's already awesome. locked in the playoffs, though. But yeah, right. yeah. He's not, he's not like, oh, Dylan Brooks regular season. Like, yeah, you know. This like, is not a spot where you would look at LeBron's props, though. Like, mm, this is no. maybe a little interesting. No, because I hope because I would hope that they beat up on this team early, and for once this year, you get LeBron some rest. You know, if you look at LeBron is playing thirty four minutes a night. Um, a lot of that brought down by the fact they only played 28 against the Kings the other night, but all the rest of the games, what, 38, 38, 36? Like, he is playing a lot, hasn't had a chance to sit yet. So I'm hoping that you get up early on the Rockets and you allow LeBron to, to rest because uh, Ham came out the season talking about 28 to 32 minutes, and the way this team looks right now, that's just not possible for them to stay a contender right yeah. now with LeBron only playing 28 minutes a night. Like, they, uh, as much as we like this roster coming in, I would – go as far as to say they've been a disappointment um only seven games in but i thought that they would come out with more urgency than they have but they rely on so much on lebron yeah no it's kind of it's kind of like yeah it's just yeah no question that's all that's the only person they can that's, depend on it's the only person they can depend on is lebron so i'm just I, i'm wondering um i wondering how they manage this throughout the course of the season Oh, we got to talk Warriors Nuggets tonight, and then we'll get to Wemby, and then we'll get over Warriors Nuggets tonight. Nuggets been cruising, bro. Yep. They picking up right where they left off. We talked about that earlier. Chris Paul coming off the bench for the Warriors. Uh, Steph Curry been absolutely lights out to start the year. How do you feel about these guys? Where you got them in your power rankings? Talking about Golden State and. Denver. Denver's the best team in the NBA for me. Yeah, Denver for me is the best team in the NBA, and it's not close. They're, they're, they're the best team in the NBA until they're not. Uh, we talked about it last week. The Warriors, the biggest issue was could they play better on the road? And uh, I think maybe we didn't we didn't give it much value to how bad it was last year, um, as we should have, because they're absolutely humming on the road right now. So, I mean, Warriors 6-2, and two, team's looking good. I love the Chris Paul off the bench. If you watch him with that bench unit, again, that's where the Warriors were worried about their production, right? When you put the Moody's and the Kamingas and those guys of the world in the game, they were falling off. Well, you throw Chris Paul in there, and he's bossing everybody around. He's telling guys where to go, and it looks great. And then when you have him in there with Steph, it's actually freed up Steph to just run around and kind of do whatever he wants while Chris kind of, you know, runs the show. And then him and oh, Draymond. Oh, point, point guard helps your offense? Yeah, wow. Go figure. Um, <laughs> and and I like how him and Draymond are playing together. I know it's only been a couple games, but I kind of like how they're bouncing off each other. It's just creating more opportunities for the Warriors. And because Steph is such a unique player in that he's just as good without the ball as he is with the ball, and he doesn't need the ball too long to do what he has to do, um, it works to have Chris Paul on that roster, right? You would think that it wouldn't, uh, but it actually does. You know what this reminds me of? It makes me think, like, had they just drafted LaMelo instead of Wiseman? Yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, because that was the worry. It's like, well, LaMelo needs the ball. It's like, yeah, but Steph doesn't like that. You know, not like not like you think. They would have had to rein folks in a little bit. Huh? They would have had to rein LaMelo in a little bit. Oh, they have to rein him in, but what better organization to do it? I mean, he'd be out there at the Bay getting hyphy, but other than that, you know, he'd be all right. <laughs> you know? Um, the Wiseman's on his way out the league. Wiseman is on his way out of the league. Yeah, unfortunately, not, not playing yes. in uh, not playing in uh, Detroit right now, right? Didn't he get beat out by uh, he's, Bagley? Dude, he's getting DMPs. Yeah, DMPs. Yeah, he's yeah. uh what a bad pick. 
Yeah, That's why, why Bob up. Myers is out. All those draft picks flop. Looked like a, it looked like a, it looked like a can't miss, and it, it was a big. Oh, big you could miss. just slide him right in there. Yeah, it was a huge miss. Yeah, it's a huge miss. And yeah. then he, you know, he bought some time with the injury leverage of he's just you know he's young he's injured he's not getting acclimated once he gets healthy he'll be in there and be ready to go, be ready to go and make an impact and it just hasn't it hasn't looked that way not at all yeah he's, he's on his way out and if it's not gonna work in a place like detroit where they're just you know you're young with we'll you in there it's not gonna work for you yeah um so yeah no i'm high i'm high on the warriors but obviously i think the nuggets are the best team in the nba hands down it's not close um they're picking right up where they left off I know the Murray Murray just went down the other day, right? Um, is he out? Do we know? Do we know what his status is? Is he playing tonight? I don't, let me double check right now. It's so hard to keep up, man. To be honest with you, on what injuries are long term. Yeah, he's got a hamstring strain, so he's not a. It's not a one or two game injury. Yeah, he's out. So he's out for a while. Um, whatever, fine. As long as it's not the knee, I'm not too worried about yeah. him. Um, but yeah, I, I, they're, they're, they're firmly in number one, but Golden State's coming again. I love the Chris Paul off the bench situation. He had a great quote the other night. He said, I realized I can score two points and we can dominate teams. He's like, I've never been in this position before. And just to hear him say that, um, which I didn't think it'd be a problem, but you can tell he's embraced the role, right? Like other guys, if you're not happy with your role, you're not saying shit like that. Yeah, you know, you're saying I need to get more involved. I need to do this, you know, over my career. But he was just like, yeah, it is what it is. Like my shot will come around when it comes around, but. I don't care. Two points. I'm trying to win a championship. Yeah. Kill all that noise. And yeah. to, to talk about the stuff of folks coming off the bench and making an impact, that's really what I saw and see down the road here for the Clippers. For Russ or for James Harden? James, well, this is the thing. Off the bench. One of those guys is going to be playing second units. He's a at, system. At some point in the game, James Harden's going to be playing second units. It could be Paul George. Once they figure out and Tyloo figures out that rotation and how he wants to get it rolling, there's going to be big chunks of games where they're going to have one or two of the superstars on the floor. If you want to call James Harden a superstar, two stars on the floor against second units. And they're going to be able to eat those guys up. James is going to be able to eat those guys up. I saw him in person the other night on Monday. He looked in good shape. I was actually surprised at how good he looked. He looks he's like slim. A, he's, he's like a boxer. He, he knows how to, he knows how to cut weight when it yeah, comes to time, right? <laughs> so, throws, on a, throws on a bunch of hoodies, hops on the bike, and gets gets active. You know what's interesting is so first game is in New York. First of all, this guy knows exactly what he's doing. He's like, oh yeah, I'll come God, back. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll come, come back, back in Madison Square Garden. I'll come back in New York. I'll come back at the Garden because then he has a day off with the voting thing, and then they play Brooklyn. So he kicked it in New York all week. Easy. Easy. Little baby was at the game what's, on what's, Monday. What's the big club? One Oak? Was he at One Oak? Or what, where do you all go out there? I don't there? know if One Oak is still a thing. Is One Oak I still a thing? La- the last, like, like black hip-hop club I was at that was knocking this place called Stafford Room. It was crazy. Cracking. Yeah. Uh, I was in there, like, six months ago. But um, I don't Are know where he was up? At, Are you but- hanging them up? Yeah, I haven't club? Really been out like that. The bro. club, I, the club is tough. You're more. You've always been way more cl- club. I was done with the club. I think I was like 23, but um, the club has just never. Been if the me. the club is always it, it, here and there is fun, especially if it's done correctly. Has to but, be done correctly. Oh man, there's no. I, I haven't. I couldn't go. I couldn't be a bystander in the club. You couldn't pay me to. Oh, fucking just and walk I don't. In and, and I don't even around. say this like that. I haven't yeah. been to the club without like a, a proper setup. 
in a long time. Yeah. I'm just I'm not going to a nightclub. No. Yeah, forget it. Right. Forget about so, it. So he was in New York kicking it. Little baby was little baby came through, was sitting courtside on Monday. So I'm sure they kicked it the last couple of days. Let's see how he bounces back because he's in Brooklyn tonight versus the Nets. So he played well. I, I faded him. I took under 14 and a half points on Monday. He came in and dropped 17. Efficient, good shot selection. St- Passing and distributing comes so easy to him that if he, like we mentioned before, if he were to focus and really just get guys going that way, they could be very dangerous because playmaking to him, it's, it's so, so easy. He makes it, it's second nature to him. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Victor Wimbayama's at the garden. It should be a zoo up there. I can't wait to get up there. I can't wait to see this guy in person, Nick. Yeah. I just need to see what he looks like. Yeah, like, I didn't know I, how, 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 how big he actually is. I want to know how big this dude actually is. For example, I'm at I'm at, I'm on the garden at the floor almost every game just to go down. I like to watch shoot around. I like to just soak up the atmosphere. I like to see how guys look. And you go stand next. I stand next to Julius Randle. He's big. I stand next to you know who's really big. Mitchell Robinson is massive. Yeah, he, oh, he looks huge. <laughs> Mitchell Robinson is huge. Who did I tell you I wanted you to check out the other day to tell me if they're actually seven feet tall? Because ah, fuck, I forget who it was. I asked you. Another, we talked about this. Another guy, Jason Tatum. Tatum has. I was standing on the sideline. Jason Tatum was shooting jumpers in the corner. This guy might be seven one. Yeah, he's huge. He looks, he looks bigger than Jason six, Tatum eight, six, is nine that he's huge. listed. Yeah, he's massive. Yeah, is he listed at six nine? I think he's listed at six eight or six nine, but it's not yeah. even close. He's, Complete he's, he's for sure at least six ten, but he he's, looks he's at he a, looks at the, seven feet tall, bro. He's at the minimum six eleven. Yeah. So I like to go and just see. I got like, him listed six eight. Not not a chance. <laughs> six eight. Yeah, absolutely not, folks. Is at least at um, yo the bottom six ten. Six ten. Yeah, at he the looks very he looks six ten. Yeah. So I like to go see the. I, I I'm interested to see this guy come out of the tunnel. They also have him at two ten, which is cap as well. Yeah, I'm just going to stand there and look, and I want to see how big this dude actually looks. Like, I've seen the pictures. You, Dude, Stephen A. was interviewing this dude, and he had his mic over his head, bro, like this. Did you see when he was next to Durant? He it's made Durant crazy. look small. Yeah, so and I'm excited Durant to see that. Seven feet, yeah. I think this is a really bad matchup for San Antonio. This is a dream matchup for the Knicks. Please tr- try to bang with us inside. Let us shoot threes because the Spurs are the worst three-point percentage allowed versus opponents in the NBA currently. On the road, giving up north of 46%. I think the Knicks come out here and run these boys off the floor. Unless somehow Wimby just has a game for the ages. I guess like he did against the Suns where they just absolutely cook. But defensively, they have been a disaster. Plus, Randall goes three for 24, which is the last <laughs> The last few games. So I'm excited to see Wemby in person. I want to see him go through his pregame routine. I want to see this guy dribble to rock. I want to see it all. So I'm excited to go over and check that out. I haven't really got your Wemby take yet. Where are you at? Oh, this is all 19. good. Yeah, we're good. We're great. You see what you need to see. 
I love how they're handled. I actually love the fact that he plays in San Antonio because even though we are in like the age of you know the twenty four seven news cycle, just the fact that he plays in the, in that market, I think does help him out a little bit. I love that he's on that team. And I love how he's playing. Man, I watched him in that Phoenix game and I saw enough. That was it for me. I was good. Don't care what else happens for the rest of the year. I know that this guy is – actually, no, I'm actually very impressed, man. You look at the numbers, they're good. Um, you look at how he's played, they're good. I think that the offensive game is going to come around. He's already impacting the court defensively. And it's funny, people assume the offensive game is going to come around. He's having 20 points a game. Um, so if the offensive game is going to come around, then, then, then you know, let, let, let's see what happens here. But yeah, it's 30, it's 30, 12, and, five, and three and a and, half blocks. And you know the big thing? You know, like we always talk about watch the games. It's the mentality, right? You could tell if a guy is scared out there, if a guy is not going to be able to deal with the NBA because this is a grown man's league. And I think he had a quote earlier in the season. He was like, oh, guys try to kill you every night in this league. And it's like, yeah, especially when you're coming in with the hype that you're coming in with, right? So uh, I think he's adjusted to that. It seems like he has the right mentality. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm all here for it, man. He's in a great organization. Shout out Pop for getting, uh, what do you get, like $60 million? Yeah, he got the extension. Easy. <laughs> Pop got the extension. Got, I'll stay around. I'll stay around for when Bayama. So True yeah, um, I like I like that too. Like I said, defensively they're a nightmare, but they got some young guys that are yeah, interesting. I think Vassell certainly has confidence, um, which you like from a young well, guy. They got a lot. Of, like, hey, they got a lot. Of guys of, they confident. got a lot of guys that'll get it up. Kelvin yeah, Johnson will guys get that'll up. get it up. Yeah, the pops letting them get it up. So yeah. uh pause. So I'm 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 all about that, man. So that's <laughs> <a> wild. <laughs> oh, oh. yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see tonight, but I think you're right. I think the Knicks, the Knicks absolutely roll them and they need to. Yeah, um, this is a bad this is a bad matchup. Bad overall. spot. The, the, yeah, the brights are, the lights are gonna be very, 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 very bright tonight in New York. I'm sure he's doing press and all types of shit today or you know, maybe walk yeah, around. Yeah, ESPN the city. games, national TV yeah. game. So I get to sneak over there. I don't have to work. So I'm going to be over there chilling. I'm going to go down. And I'll go watch the game. Doris, this is a Doris Burke game. This is has to be a Doris Burke Doc Breen Doc game, right? Green. I feel like Breen so does Breen, all ESPN games in New York because he's he's here already. I was going to say so. Breen, yeah, he. Uh, yeah, that's kind of dope. He gets all the he gets all the Knicks games, then he gets his national games. But if it's a national and Knicks game, he gets a little double dip. Yeah, exactly. Shout out Mike Breen. I told you, I told you what happened uh, the other day, right? Legend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Star, so was, starstruck. I was no, no, I wasn't no, starstruck. starstruck. Yeah, so for people that Mike Breen. <laughs> so for people that don't, I told the story. So the other day, so people that don't know, I've been doing Knicks pregame with Bill Pedo, Alan Hahn, Wally Zerbiak, Monica McNutt. I've been doing a little betting talk on the pregame show. So I've been going to the pre-production meeting and the pre-production meeting, Mike Breen sits in Mike bang. Mike Breen is like at the table. I'm like three seats from him. That's Mike Breen. <laughs> and they're going through the rundown for, you know, how we're going to do the pregame show. Wait, was Clyde in there too or no? No, no, Clyde. Not uh, Clyde's not. Clyde, 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 Clyde shows up in the game. He's, nah, he's Clyde, in and out. Clyde. <laughs> 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 he said, you want me to show up to what? No, nah, nah, Clyde. Nah, nah, nah. Clyde. Right, I feel like probably, Clyde just glides into the to the MSG and just glides his way out. Like he's yeah. just kind of in and out. Like, does he have aura? I feel like a slurp oh, got the aura. Is there Yo, an aura? Shout out! <laughs> I'll tell you a story about Clyde here in a second too. Actually, but so we're at the meeting, and yeah, this is about. So the meeting is at the game is at seven thirty. This meeting's at five. 
So Clyde's definitely not there. Clyde getting his suit ready to go. <laughs> and then he go hop in the rows and then pull up and then hop out and then is call it, the color the and dip. So yeah, he no, Clyde's not at the meeting. But you go through the the, the rundown, the pre-production meeting, and you know, they go through like what we're gonna do. And they're like, all right. And then um our guy Sean Little's gonna do this and this and this. And like Sean Little's gonna do this with Pedo, and everybody looked up like who the fuck is Sean Little, right? Sean Little. So Mike Breen like looks down the table and like kind of looked at me and then just went back to what he was doing. But it was funny to be like, yeah, that's me. I'm here. That's I'm me. in here. I'm in here, Mike. You should look at me and say, bang. <laughs> <laughs> so I, after the meeting was over, I went up to him. I was like, I just want to introduce myself, Mike, whatever, whatever. And I chatted with him for like a quick second. And he's pretty locked in because, you know, he's going through his like pregame sure. ritual shit. So I just wanted to introduce myself, say what's up, go, go, go about it, whatever. But I'll tell one more quick Clyde story and then we'll get to the NFL. Uh, so Clyde, I've met Clyde a, more than a few times. He's always on the floor. He says what's up to people. Like, you know, he's just like kind of doing his thing, going around. Yes, and, everything's great. And he loves being with the crowd and the fans and shit, right? Everyone always wants pictures. Loves being all, Walt Frazier. Yes, 100% <laughs> loves being Walt Clyde Frazier. He shows the kids – every game he shows kids the, you know, the championship ring. And, you know what I mean? He loves that. So – Shout out to him, man. First time – Does he pay for a dinner in New York? Probably not a long time. Uh, yeah, probably not. <laughs> I, I, I can't see who's charging him. I don't even – Walt doesn't have a wallet. <laughs> Walt doesn't have an ID. Walt doesn't have an ID or a wallet. That's, that's for sure. So he – one time early on, this is like almost two years ago, like a year and a half ago, he comes up to me and he starts talking to me and I'd never met him. And he clearly thought I was someone else. Like he accidentally, he thought I was someone else. <laughs> I was talking to Kiana, shout out my girl, Kiana Martin. We were talking, Clyde came up to us and it might, yo, low key, now that I think about it, it might've been because Kiana was with me. So, like, Kiana was there. He kind of pulled up. So, we're, like, all chatting or whatever. And at, at, like, the middle point of the conversation, I could tell that he was, like, oh, this is not who I thought it was type of thing. But, you know, he was being nice, whatever. Shook, shook my hand. He left. But now, then I met then I met him after that. And I've talked to him after that. And then the other day, he came up to me on the floor and said, what's up, and asked about my show. He's like, I see you on the show, man. I see what you got going on. How is everything? Blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, okay, maybe he does now know who I am for real. Like, he came up to me and said, what's up? So that was dope. Shout yeah, out, Clyde, man. Yeah, he's yeah, super cool. He's, he's, so he de definitely has the aura. Definitely has, oh, it, it takes it all in. I love that. No question, I would, man. too. He just he walks around and everybody says, what's up? He gives everybody the love, goes and chats with everybody. And, you know, people come up and tell stories and take pictures. And then – um. Shout Typically, out to the guys that love it. I've heard Barkley's like that too. Like some of these guys have no yeah. problem being extra famous and they'll soak it all in. Yeah, and and, and eventually someone from the garden has to come over and be like, "Yo, Clyde, we gotta, gotta go to work." Yeah, we gotta go call the game. And he's like, "All right, we'll I'll see you guys next time or whatever." Like, go Knicks type shit. So, uh, shout out Walt Clyde Frazier. All right, let's get over to NFL Week Ten. Mm -mm -mm. San Francisco 49ers coming back off a of bye. They have the Jags. Yeah, it's the, probably one of the bigger games on the slate. Um, Cincinnati. Real quick, real quick. Yeah. Shout out Antonio Pierce. Can we? 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 We can't. I would love to chat about that. Actually, <laughs> All right. I, didn't actually, I, didn't, I didn't want to miss it. I didn't want to no, miss no, it. No, no, no. Let's actually lead with that because 
Shout out Antonio Pierce. A bunch of positive stories coming out about he had the practice squad guys on the sideline at the awesome. game. That that typically doesn't happen in the NFL. Antonio Pierce made sure that was going. He's in there trying to set the set the tone, change the culture. I love that. I'm not so sure you smoke cigars. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. After you beat the Giants in a W. I, I I have trouble trying to like figure out how I feel about it because let's be let's do both sides the the both sides of the coin. One side is you're a new guy setting a new tone, celebrating your first win. Doesn't matter. This is the NFL. Everybody's getting checks, and we just bust their ass, right? Then on the flip side, it's like yo, y'all are actually trash. Y'all are still trying to get things together over there. I don't you know what you're exactly. You lost to Tyson Badgett. I don't know what exactly you're super celebrating other than you getting your first career win. So why are you smoking cigars? It should be like, let's get on the next week. Let's actually start stacking some positive things up here week to week. But it's hard to argue against, you know, Antonio Pierce beating his former team in his first NFL coaching start and getting a lot more out of those guys than McDaniels did. I think that was more of an anti-McDaniel cigar. I really do. I think it's like big, big like big dong the witch is dead type yeah, shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's what I really think it was. Like, and we and I think look, they if you look at Glazer's reporting, it sounds like they had this meeting, right? When McDaniels was still there, and it was just kind of like an air out, and he got aired out a lot harder than he thought he was gonna be to the point where he had Antonio Pierce come up and speak for him. And it seems like afterwards, did you hear the story that Glazer told? Uh-huh. So they had a team. They had a team meeting, right, with the coaches and the team, and it was supposed to be like you know, like a come to Jesus, like, and they yeah, all like say, say whatever we're gonna, you gotta say. Say what's on all... your mind. Yeah, and they told Josh McDaniels exactly how they felt about him. <laughs> I think that there was a lot of "You're not Bill Belichick." Stop trying to be Bill Belichick, and a lot of that in there. Um, and I think he was really taken aback by it, is what they said. And he had Antonio Pierce speak after, right? And Antonio Pierce was like, "All right, guys, like we need to rally around." I remember when I was a member of the Giants. And that year that we beat the Patriots, like no one thought we would win, but we ended up beating the Patriots and win the Super Bowl. So I guess the meeting clears out. McDaniels goes up. And remember, McDaniels, the offensive coordinator of that Patriots team. McDaniels goes up to Antonio Pierce. McDaniels goes up to Antonio Pierce and goes, don't you ever talk about the Patriots like that again. And they say that's when everybody realized like, oh, this shit is a lot worse than it was. Word of that got back to Mark Davis. Shout out Mark Davis. We got a billion dollars a hair. Can look however you want it to. Um, <laughs> and then, for real. <laughs> Man, this is wild. Man, we saw him at the Aces playoff game sitting courtside eating popcorn. He's <laughs> spilling popcorn and shit. Wasn't he sitting with Brady? Uh, no, he I wasn't with Brady. No, I he was think he was next with, to someone. Was ting. I think he had, a, he had a little tinger with him on the left, yeah, but he was in an all-white fit spilling popcorn. Because he owns the place. Yeah, yo, he, did, he was spilling <laughs> hella popcorn. That's popcorn. so funny. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I guess after that word of that got back to Mark Davis, and he was like, yeah, no, we're done here. So he got mad that he brought up that Patriots win. But I think mm. the bigger thing was that the team really told them how they felt about him. And similar to Joe Judge, similar to other some of these ex-Patriots guys, you can't go in there like you're Bill because you are not Bill. And we also don't have Tom Brady here. So, like, calm down, pipe down. You know what I mean? Uh, yes. And I guess they said once that happened, everybody knew it was over with. So, I think the situation was toxic. I think that it was a celebration that McDaniels wasn't around and how much he was holding them back. Now, do I think the Raiders are going to rip off a bunch of wins? No. Um, but I didn't like the McDaniels hire when it happened. But what I remember 
they fired Gruden and they elevated the special teams coach and they were winning ball games. So they also, I didn't like getting rid of Derek Carr. Like, why do you get rid of Derek Carr to go to Jimmy Garoppolo? That never made sense to me. You know what I mean? It seems like yeah. you blame Derek Carr for a lot of stuff, but then you went to a worse quarterback, like categorically worse quarterback and one who can't stay healthy. So they've yeah. made a lot of stupid moves over the last couple of years. So hopefully this can turn them in the right direction. But, and apparently Davis was also pissed that McDaniels kept starting Brian Hoyer. He wanted yeah, to start what, the rookie. Uh, I don't what what was that anyway? I have no what, idea. When we were when we were at the Raiders game at the Bears Raiders game, the, the I started no O'Connell's so so much better than Buddy. I don't even well, get I didn't it's understand. It's also like, why wouldn't you start a rookie? Your season's over, like see what you got. I remember I asked the Raiders fans, I didn't know about O'Connell's like, you guys have a rookie that you can play. Why why are you trotting out Hoyer? They're like, Yeah, we do, but he won't play him. So I think that that was more of a uh dancing I, on I didn't McDaniel's think about grave. Yeah, I didn't think about it like that, actually. Yeah, That's interesting. Yeah. Um I wish Antonio Pierce would have said that then. Like, on, yeah, this is, this is for Josh McDaniels. You gotta be classy. Plural. You gotta be classy, man. You can't. You know, you can't come out here like that. He's trying to get the job. The yeah, job. that's true. That's Hold true. That's true. Shout out Antonio Pierce. Shout out Antonio Pierce. He looks the exact same, by the way. Looks like he looks he's the exact same. It looks Antonio like he literally Pierce, goes suit up. Antonio Pierce looks <laughs> like he looks like he did in two thousand and eight. He's, it's kind of like Steve Smith is the same way too. Like these yeah. are guys that just donate. Like Steve Smith looks like he can literally is the same guy that you know torched the Bears. Ice up, son. Ice up, son. Yeah, exactly. Carson Wentz. Actually, I don't oh, want to talk about that shit. He's, he's like a herpes. <laughs> can, can you put some cream on? He comes back hey, a year later. Hey, folks. I'm hey, back. Beat him. <laughs> hey, you need a quarterback. <laughs> Yo, how much evidence of a guy not being able to play the position? Like Carson Wentz had two good years in the NFL and has been riding off that. Yeah, that so. that knee injury really cooked him, man. He was he played so well before he blew his knee out with Philly, but yeah, he's well been since. very poor ever I since. Then. Was, I thought he was done. Shout out him though. Yeah, he's uh, he's back in the fold over in LA with the Rams. They just throw we didn't, we didn't get to talk about this, bro. Let's talk about the Cowboys and Dak because we had a really good conversation right after the game, actually. And and looking forward, do you think? Because I, I want to set it up this way. I believe if the Cowboys won that game, it it just transforms the rest of the season. They are now back to puffing their chest out, and they can make a real run here in the NFC. They end up dropping that game. But it seems like you could tell by Dak in the post game they took a lot of positives from it, even though it was a loss. I think Mike McCarthy has been the issue. He's the worst. He's, uh, but yeah, again, watch and the final five minutes of the game. How many? How many fourth quarters of Mike McCarthy in tight ball games where shit goes wrong, whether it's his fault or not? Everything around him goes wrong in tight games in fourth quarters. Delay the delay of game was egregious. You cannot take it, get a delay a game there. You just can't do it. Yeah, no question. You, you, you I, really can't do it. I think too the overarching thing, right? Was what what did Mike McCarthy Nick say to about Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator previously, who's now with the Chargers? Trying to light up the scoreboard. He throws this the ball guy doesn't much. run the ball enough. He doesn't. He why doesn't this guy run the ball? He needs to run the ball. Fast forward, week nine of the NFL season in twenty twenty three. Dak is damn near throwing it 50 times in the game. The run game is non-existent. In the NFL, right? Yeah, they don't have a run game. So you move off a guy because you felt like he was throwing it too much, and then you don't run the ball like you said you wanted to do. 
over and over and over again. Pollard is not a between the tackles bang guy. Which we all knew. I just don't get it, man. This is a really confusing. It's Mike McCarthy always feels like to me he's doing things on the fly. And it's never prepped and ready to go. And he's ready in situational football. He's nice. just figuring out shit on the fly. He's a doofus. I, I don't like Kellen Moore and what he's doing. We should run the ball more. Let's go get someone else. And then when that dude comes, I'm going to take over the play calling and then I'm not going to run the ball. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. It, it's a really peculiar situation out there. I think they do need a new coach overall yeah. if they ever expect to, to win the big game. I, I picked them to win the Super Bowl. I'm going to stick with that. They have so much talent, and they can get busy, but I, I got to stick with that. always had talent and can get busy. <laughs> you know what I'm a that guy, man. What are we talking I, about? Bro, you should have seen me in the bar in New York City. First of all, there's clearly way more Eagles fans in New York than Cowboys fans. I was in a bar <laughs> watching the game. I am rooting for Dak Prescott and the Cowboys like they are the Bears. And it's 20... 20- Oh, six. I wanted Dak to score that touchdown so bad and, and flip off the crowd and yeah. just go ballistic. Do you, have I, man. Future, do you have a futures on them or is this more just like no, you want that? I, print, I'm, I can't. Right. I, didn't, I thought, I didn't I thought print. you printed. I thought she printed on these boys. No. Oh, I had a, a, a super long shot that I just took a very, very small nibble. You know my unit. We don't yeah. have to talk about that. But like, I bet like. 20 bucks on uh, <laughs> oh, the cow, the Cowboys, Cowboys Jets exacta in the Super yeah. Bowl. That was before the season. So, so you talk was... about their, their, their passing. I, I wanted to pull up uh, attempts, league, league leaders and attempts in the league for passing. Yeah. Cowboys are in the bottom 10 for pass attempts, but some of this stuck out to me. You know who leads the league in passing attempts? What team? You had to guess. Pass attempts in the league. Has to, so it's usually a bad team. Fucking fuck around, be the Bears. <laughs> no, the Bears are actually in the bottom ten as well. Okay, who is it? It's the the Commanders. Oh, I knew that. Do, do you know Sam who, who has the? Yeah, Sam Howell's out there flying, Sam that, that, that joint all day, Miami's all day long, and he's nice. Um, who do you think has the least amount? San Francisco. Yeah, San Francisco. Yeah. Two hundred and twenty-five pass attempts, dude. Yeah. Well, we, we talked about we talked <laughs> about that. <laughs> Listen, Brock Purdy has been awesome. Like he's turned it over the last couple of weeks with those two losses going into the bye. But we made it very clear he's in a great situation, and they're not asking him to do too much. He was throwing the ball like twenty-six times a game, bottom of the league. No one in twenty twenty-three is throwing the ball twenty-five times. He was doing it week in, week out. For the first four or five weeks, six weeks of the season. So Chiefs and Bills both in the top five in pass attempts. Yeah. Buffalo just has no interest in ever trying to figure out how to run the football. I was listening to Kyle Hurd the other day. He actually made a really interesting. He said that they've just plateaued. Sean McDermott's plateaued. They have to get a new That's coach. What I thought too. It's done. Yep. Dayball talked was, about this. Dayball was propping up the offense a little bit. Now this is the second full year without Brian Dayball. And they're they've just, just plateaued. And, and you watch them play. There's no it, that that offense doesn't look right at all. He's yeah. just throwing it up there, like he's so careless. He's and they put him in a lot of spots to be careless too. Like it's just it's a lot of carelessness. Um, and I think it we talked about just, it. Right, it just like, seems stale. 
Like if you look at uh, Miami, nothing stale about Miami, even if they're they can't beat top competition in the <laughs> NFL. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals, nothing is stale. They are on the trajectory, of they and, and they are rolling. Philadelphia, nothing stale over there. Nick Sirianni continues to just bust people's heads. Yeah, I actually am a huge fan of Nick Sirianni. I like your I, uh, your your Nick Sirianni. What was it plus two hundred two thousand? It was twenty to one. Coach of the year. The guy <laughs> the guy year, has yeah. lost five games in two, years, in two years. Went to the Super Bowl last year. People just don't like him. He's getting no uh he and he's not out there like that. They don't like the media doesn't like Nick Sirianni. They think he talks too much. I think he's too boisterous. He's out there wilding out. They don't like him. They don't they don't like the story. They think that Howie Roseman is making all the moves and Nick Sirianni is doing nothing. There. Yeah, that's crazy. But too. they just yeah, people voting. For the coach of the year, they don't like Nick Sirianni. I don't. There's no other explanation. When you said that, I, I hadn't even looked. I didn't realize it was that high that he's eight and one and, and twenty to one to to win coach of the year. I'm sure yeah. it's changed since that game. But I think it's um, down to like fourteen to one now. But still, yeah. but there's no way. But that understand. tells you it, it, it's not happening. It's just not yeah, going to happen. I don't, I don't think there's anything he can do. He can go sixteen and one, and yeah. he should have won it last year. Probably. Who so, did win it last year? Dayball. Oh yeah. La- last minute Dayball. Bro, if we're being honest, that shit should go to Mike Tomlin every single year. It should be called the Mike, the Mike Tomlin <laughs> Mike Legacy Tomlin Award. Award. <laughs> the Mike Tomlin Legacy and Coaching Award. Because yeah. you know they've been outgained in every single game this year. Yeah, and they're five, five and three. Five and three. <laughs> it's unfathomable. How are they winning ball games? Voodoo, voodoo stuff. He's doing sure. some other shit. She's like, yeah. all right, let's go out there. He's Mike like the anti Mike McCarthy. He actually is the anti Mike McCarthy. Like McCarthy yeah. will outgain you and then lose the game. Uh, Tomlin will not outgain you, but then find a way to win in the final two minutes. And it's like, yeah, we just keep this thing rolling. Imagine yeah. if you put if you put uh, Tomlin in charge of the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, they'd be a fine, they'd be a fine old machine. No mistakes. No. I'm not gonna apologize for winning. <laughs> Shout out, Mike Tomlin. We gotta get him on the pod. He doesn't really do interviews, does he? No, nah, never man. heard like you, unf- he did. You, the did you hear what he said? He did did the you hear about Pickens? No, Pickens, they, they said Pickens is uh, frustrated with not getting the ball. Mike Tomlin said, yeah, that's a pebble in my shoe. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I got so much stuff to deal with. He said, I got so much stuff to deal with to get my guys ready. George Pickens being frustrated is a pebble in my shoe. And then he like went off. Let me try to find the clip for you, actually. I love when he gets upset and starts going because he's so matter-of-fact with everything he says. Yeah. (laughs) Shout out Mike Tomlin, bro. Mike Tomlin might be the best coach in the NFL, no cap. Hold on. I got to find the – here it is. (laughs) This is actually great. Yeah, he's like – he essentially talked to the the media and said, you guys do not – you guys are like a soap opera. I'm trying to get guys ready to play football games. And you are, and you guys are asking me about George Pickens and how he are his feelings hurt. It's like, man, you guys are crazy. Hold on, here it goes right here. It's a cute story for you guys, but it is, it is like breathing. It's easy. I know it's a cute story for you guys, but it is, it is a pebble in my shoe. To be quite honest with you, in terms of the things that I have to do in an effort to get this group ready to play this week. Our focus is on the Green Bay Packers and what we're all going to do um, in this football game. Uh, and I can't state it any plainer than that. 
Like how do you it's like reality it? television, the way you guys follow social media and write stories about it. Like how do you balance? Like breathing. It's easy. I know it's a cute story for you guys, but it is it is a pebble in my shoe. When Mike's eyes get big, it's over with. Like a pebble in my shoe. So this is social media for you guys. Things he goes, things I gotta do to get this group ready. He goes, we got seven passing touchdowns this year. You think I'm worried about George Pickens? It's a real stat. They got seven Steelers have seven passing touchdowns and six picks and are five and three. Mike Thomas not thinking about that, bro. Like a fuck George Pickens. That's pretty much what he says. Fuck George Pickens. Pebble in my shoe. I'm out here winning games with Kenny Pickett. Mr. Bicky had to come in last week. (laughs) That's so funny, man. All right, let's get out of here. Last five minutes on uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Jim Harbaugh. I spy. 007. <laughs> 006 Harbaugh. What was it? Uh, what was Mission Impossible? Ethan, uh, Ethan, whatever. Ethan was? Harbaugh. Ethan, Ethan Harbaugh. <laughs> what was uh, what was Matt David? Who born, uh, born, born, oh, born, uh, born, Jason Matt born, Jason born, uh, uh, Jim Bourne. Jim Bourne. <laughs> Jim Harbourn. Espionage. <laughs> They said Jim was putting folks on the sideline. They had people. They had people with credentials. They didn't know who he was. <laughs> you so, know that guy? I don't know, buddy. They, I never seen buddy. <laughs> I never seen that man before. Why has he got a camera and a notepad? Hold on. <laughs> 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 on the camera like this. <laughs> so, for those who don't know what we're talking about, go uh, go look up the sign stealing scandal of the Michigan football team, Michigan and the big 10 potentially are in a situation that they're going to have to either shelf Harbaugh. They said today they need to know today. Today They need to know what, what's going to happen today. So they put Michigan on the clock. I think you just have to sit Harbaugh until all things are figured out. And then let your, I think Harbaugh as a head coach and a leader of the, the organization Needs to step back and just say, hey, let, I'm going to let my guys go out and try to – I, I want to remove myself and let my guys try to go out and win a national title because they have a chance. That is not Harbaugh style to back down. So I am interested to see what shakes here. But sign stealing happens all the time. This is the thing, Nick. You can go steal signs. You can steal signs. You can have guys on your sideline trying to figure out what's going on. You can't be sending other people to other schools and paying people to sit in the stands from other games and and be on central travel and be on Central Michigan sideline and doing all this extra shit. Like you could cheat, but Lord have mercy. Well, wasn't that the Patriots thing? Then they have a guy. Their guy was in the. He was in the booth, right? Well, the Spygate. Patriots guy was up in the yeah he well they had him at practices and he was filming <laughs> he was at practices bro yeah. remember <laughs> To when he went around the uh, To went by he yeah, scored yeah, a touchdown yeah. and he went yeah, by. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shout out To that's one of my favorite TD celebrations of all time he scored and went around the uh, the field goal uh, support. And he he started, he started rolling the camera. That's I so like when good. he laid on the star. I think that was the best one of all time. Yes, yeah, I love me some me. Remember when T.O. was working out in the driveway? <laughs> yeah, they sent him home from practice. What a saga! Yeah, man. Shout out T.O. But um, 
It's he's absolutely in the Hall of Fame. Everybody that didn't vote him as a first ballot Hall yeah, of Famer should be you're, 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 you're a fucking clown. They should have a case brought upon him. Yeah, you're a clown. It should be it should be a felony. Felony. F. But I think in all seriousness, it's extremely tough to penalize the football squad for what's going on with Jim Harbaugh and the sign stealing. Now, I think the bigger picture is it goes back a few years now, and it's almost some people are thinking, like, you weren't winning games till you started stealing signs. Ohio State owns you. Now all of a sudden the tide has turned. Michigan's the best team in the uh, in the Big Ten for a couple of years now. They've been to the college football playoff two years in a row. And is that because you've been stealing signs? So it's some nasty work across the board. But I also think, and I mentioned this last year, why, why are college quarterbacks still not getting communication through their helmet? Why are we doing signs and billboards and doing all this other shit? Because they can't process. On the, from the sideline. Just put it in their helmet, give a guy an armband. I don't understand it. Do well, Oregon was the first does. team that really – remember Oregon used to do the big signs and all that shit under Chip Kelly, fuck Chip Kelly, but all that shit that they were doing with all the weird pictures and they had picture right. of Reese Davis and whatnot. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't get that. But um, do, you, do you think that this opens it – so clearly something's going to happen. They're asking for it to happen today. He's most likely going to get suspended. Um, I yeah. guess he already has a, a, a contentious relationship with the university and the athletic director, but the president loves him. Um, shout out, shout out, old girl that they tried out to talk college football and get up every few weeks. She's uh, great, Heather Dinich. Heather Listen, Dinich, she's great. She's locked in. We don't, we don't follow anything. If I get five minutes of her, I know exactly what's going on. Yeah, she's, she's locked in. Yeah, and she's bringing fine bomb. Concise. Fine bomb hates Harbaugh, which I think is funny. Yeah. Um, he can't stand Jim Harbaugh. Thinks he's a fraud and a phony. Um, but I just wonder if this does does this bring him to the NFL ultimately. And would you want him for the Chicago Bears? You mean the uh, the uh, Pete Carroll, the Pete Carroll? Oh, Pete the Bandit. <laughs> no, well, you know what? Hey, you know what though? The Bill Pete Self, Bill Self just did the opposite. Pete Carroll. I thought the hammer was going to come down on Bill Self. Yeah, he said he wins a national championship and gets sixty million. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, they didn't true. find nothing. He said, "I beat the allegation. I just beat a case." <laughs> Bill Self beat the allegation. Thing got paid. So. I don't know. Yeah, Pete, Pete Carroll's the ultimate bandit, the thief. He yeah, said, oh, no, I'm, I'm out. Like, hey, one investigator showed up and Pete, Pete resigned. He said, no, I'm good. Nope. What are y'all talking nope. about? Nah, uh, I'm going to nope. go ahead and go to Seattle. Give me a couple yeah, Super, give me a super Bowl, a couple Super Bowl appearances. Bit. Yeah, I'm good off um, this. I would love to have Jim Harbaugh on the Bears. Really? Wow. Absolutely. Why, why wouldn't I? I Every like time he's come yeah. to the NFL, he's had success. Or when he, when he's when he come to the NFL, he's at the sense with San Francisco. Ten years ago, they were awesome. I would take Jim Harbaugh in a heartbeat. I wouldn't take it. I mean, pull it like this: if it was Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator for the Lions, and Jim Harbaugh, I'm taking Ben Johnson. That's what I'm saying. But give, me ben, I, give me a Ben Johnson. I would not be upset about Jim Harbaugh being the coach of the Bears. For sure. You don't think I, it's too much bravado, too much, too much Jim Harbaugh of it all? You think that works nowadays? Have you have you seen our head coach? Uh, no, he's no bravado. Negative bravado. Negative bravado. And then Nagy had fake bravado. At least he would have some real bravado and have boys 
on the same page. People forget how good those Niners squads were, man. They were fucking nasty. They were physical. They probably should have won a Super Bowl. So who they lose to? Those Patriots. Right? Oh, was it was Baltimore? Yeah, they yeah. lost to Joe Flacco, and Joe Flacco got the bizag. Yeah. Oh, what they, a talk about all time bandit. all time thievery. <laughs> Joe Flacco, yeah. Joe Flacco, talk about right time, right place, right situation, contract year, wins the Super Bowl, gets hot, gets yeah. money. All right, we got to get out of here. For Big Nick the Quick, I am your host, Sean Little. No catch us, Sports Talk via Chicago. Chicago. Tell a homie to tell a friend. Subscribe to the pod. We will not be a pebble in your shoe. We'll see y'all next time.